Hey guys, Panda from During the Editing Process here again. This is part two of our four-part epic saga of a conversation with Giovanna and Yasha from Empty Movement. And uh, two things I wanted to note here at the top of the episode. Uh, at some point, my actual microphone got unplugged and my computer defaulted to recording from my webcam mic and so that's why my audio sounds terrible during basically all the rest of this for the most part apologize for that there's really nothing i can do about it but you can still hear what i'm saying so it's fine you can deal with it uh another thing there was a word that was bleeped out in this portion of the conversation um i don't really want to talk about it it's not like a big deal but just uh, a warning ahead of time because that might be a little jarring um either way i hope you guys enjoy the second part of our four-part conversation where uh, we talk more about their trip to japan and also the website and their relationship and how that corresponds with their relationship with revolutionary girl utsuna and yeah it's uh it's good stuff hope you enjoy You know, this is a really good segue into uh, another thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Your trip to Japan. Dope. Yeah, so Tokyo's- let's talk about that. Tokyo sucks. <laughs> Tokyo sucks. Sorry. <laughs> it's just how it is. There okay. is a segue. <laughs> we took your segue and crashed it into a wall. Oh, come on, guys. Play in the space with me. No, no, no. Uh, no. Okay. Play with me in the space. <laughs> um, okay, no. Tokyo was, um, to be honest, I, I found it very unwelcoming. Um, this is the way I always illustrate it to people when I'm talking about it, because we've all had this experience of struggling with something and somebody standing there watching you struggle and just being like, well, I'm not going to help you. And that was like my entire experience of Tokyo. Oh, that sucks. Because, yeah. Except the Hotel yeah. was amazing. And the th- but like, I'm not going, oh, it's Japanese people. Cause we went to Osaka and fucking everything was awesome. It was great. It was so much fun. But Tokyo just in general, I don't know. Kind of like We've New York City to- in that way. No, no. Oh no. my God. I'm just going to make this okay. comparison here. Everybody says that New Yorkers are rude. Everybody says that Parisians are rude. We've been to both cities. We spent a lot of time in New York cause we used to meet up there every year. We spent three weeks in Paris a couple of years ago and they're not rude at all. New Yorkers are abrupt, but if you stand in front of a subway map for five minutes and you look like you can't figure out where you're going, somebody's going to stop and help you. Like that's fair. And and tell you their life story. Yeah. Yeah. And tell you their life story. And and maybe warn you about the empty subway car. Don't get on the empty subway car. Someone should have. Yeah, I know. Anyway, don't ever get on an empty subway car. There's a reason. There's a reason it's empty. I feel like I've (laughs) heard that before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But in Paris, um, everybody's really bossy. Everybody always tells you what to do. Like we went- You drink this wine with this chicken. Exactly. We went to an umbrella store and the guy's like, don't you ever shake the umbrella. It damages (laughs) it. Oh my God. And we're like, 
okay. right, dude. But the assumption is that they know more than you because that's their freaking job. So they're letting you know. And it's not about them being rude. It's about you respecting them enough to, to understand that their job is something that they understand better than you do. So once you get that about Paris, nobody's rude. Everybody's helping you. Like, but in Tokyo, it was just this constant walled off kind of, uh, and the thing is, I realized that it was politeness. I realized that it was politeness because it was very like their whole thing is if you make a mistake, we're not going to notice it. So their idea okay. of polite is not noticing when you're is not doing trouble. you the indignity of looking of helping yeah. you because that's that would yeah. be an insult to you kind of. But to the other big thing um, we were talking to one of the our, our fandom buddies that we met up with in Osaka and we're like, we didn't really have a lot of fun in Tokyo. And like, right over I mean, fuck Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> and from what, like, I could gather from, like, talking to people outside of Tokyo about Tokyo is that everybody hates Tokyo if they're not from it. Well, it's and kind of like Canada and Toronto. Yeah. Everybody and hates Toronto. And there's a sense of, um, I think it was her that explained it this way. Tokyo has, like, little brother syndrome, like, contrasted yeah. to Kyoto. So it feels like, like, it's got, like, this chip on its shoulder and it has to prove itself in a way that Kyoto is, like, can just sat, sit there yeah. being like, I'm Kyoto. Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Tokyo felt like it had a lot to prove. But anyway. Kyoto felt whatever. a lot like Paris, actually. It, it was very but, cosmopolitan, very welcoming to tourists and very... But like, Tokyo had the musical. And that's Tokyo, how we ended yes. up in Tokyo. Yes. And, like, and the funny thing is, is when they announced the musical, I was like, okay, whatever. This is balls. I can't see the musical. Uh, yeah. Um, and we were like looking at the 1997 musical, was which is a complete shit show. It's a hot mess. Have you watched? We did a drunken watch. We along. did a watch along to that uh, for like the 20th anniversary. It's, yeah, it, it's real bad. <laughs> so we didn't really think much about it, and but I had like this like inkling of like, but I don't know, maybe. And then they announced that they were going to do the exhibition again in Osaka, like, a week later. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. Now we need to go. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to hear about that exhibition. And we, like, threw our hands up in the air and, like, we are going. And fuck money. Went into a lot of debt. Fuck my job and goals and life arcs or whatever. We're going to go to Japan and do these things. Yeah. And frankly, we had gone really more with Osaka in mind, with the exhibition in mind, and the musical was kind of this neat, like, cherry kind topping. Of, yeah, like, well, I mean... We didn't expect to like it. We expected to watch it the same way we watched Hannibal, the TV show. Yeah. Where we sat down and we're like, we're just going to shit on this ruthlessly, and it's yeah. going to be hilarious. And it turned out great, and we loved it. Um, so, yeah. But the exhibition was kind of what we were originally in it for. And it turned out that both things were amazing. And I was totally shocked with both things. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, um, like the exhibition was great because you could see all of the cells and like looking at them where they've been repairing them and how they've kind of aged is just like fascinating to me. I kept on. Because there's a lot of wear and tear on a 20 year old cell. And it was kind of interesting because certain cells were clearly more well loved than others and better cared for. Yeah. Like like (laughs) the Accio ones tended to be in better condition. So I don't know who has all of those. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'm under their bed for, you know, choice moments. But. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I mean, I, I played the, the, 
stupid gaijin card really hard at the, at the exhibition and that i took pictures of everything and yeah I, and i don't have them standing right beside all. the the don't take pictures yeah. sign with I, your camera out like, just like, there's, like a, there's like a picture <laughs> i have of like not that, that set of akio shots from the end of the series it's almost like a loss sequence <laughs> like <Wow>. god <laughs> It's, it's on. It is a little kind of like I could definitely play it as the lost sequence, but right below it is "Don't take pictures," and I'm like, "What?" Click, click. <laughs> so I'm like this dumb, stupid, you know, white person walking around the exhibition taking pictures of everything, and I'm wearing purple and red, flying the fail I'm, colors. I'm, I'm not cosplaying exactly, but I'm flying the colors. And I'm like, I don't know what y'all expected. I'm walking around dressed like Akio, taking pictures of everything, and nobody stopped me because, cool. <laughs> so I did that, but it was um, it was kind of interesting because they do have like all of these different photo ops and stuff where, oh, you can take a picture and it looks like the student council balcony, and oh, here's a photo op of the the dresses that we've made that look like Lieutenant Nancy's mm-hmm. dresses, and those were super cool, super cool. Um, and then there's the like room of shame. Yeah. <laughs> Because the room that has the Akio car photo op is the room of shame, and it's black it's like because it's nice, paved with Akio and Anthe cells with like their clothes off everywhere. Yeah, so it's there's like, like the line of sexy the, pictures, the shameful mm-hmm. masturbatory. Oh, room. thanks, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I was like, I love it. It's my favorite room, and it was kind of interesting because there was definitely like a noticeable shift in tone when people entered yeah. that room. People are not comfortable in that room, and people generally didn't spend very long there. They didn't die. Meanwhile, we're hanging out yeah, in the longest patterns. And I'm chilling in here. So I'm like, this is my room, you know? You're like, I'm in the trash heap. Meanwhile, <laughs> you guys are right at home in the garbage. I'm, I'm right at yeah. home in this <laughs> But not a lot of people did that photo op, whereas everyone stopped for every other little photo op because there was like a Black Rose Elevator one and all of these. Yeah. Everyone took pictures at every other photo op, but only a few would take pictures at this one. And there was a lot of like kind of giggling and tittering and getting yeah. past it yeah. as fast as they could. And um, it was pretty adorable. And really. I'm like, this is my favorite room. <laughs> But um, I still had to badger you into taking a fucking photo. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I am just as bad. Like I'm I'm like walking through and I'm like wearing Akio colors and I'm like bitching. I'm not taking a picture. I'm too good to take a picture. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I hate fun. And I'm walking through <laughs> and I get like all the way to the end and I'm like, no, fuck it. I need to do this. <laughs> I mean, when are you gonna get that not. chance again? And, and the whole time, I don't know if you've seen the picture or not. But I'm carrying around an umbrella I bought in Tokyo that opens on the inside into a constellation map. I did not. That sounds amazing. It's a really awesome umbrella. And I brought it because it was raining in Osaka, and I bought this umbrella that's a constellation map because I'm a fucking space nerd. This has nothing to do with Akio. This is just Mm. me. Okay. That's why I like Akio. Yeah. Or in part. But so I'm carrying around this umbrella. And like I get, I get like halfway through, and I'm like, oh, but my, oh my god, I'm carrying around a fucking cheap projector joke. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I have to go back and take a picture. And it turns out it's good. I brought the umbrella because the lighting was complete garbage without yep. that umbrella. Yep. But with the umbrella, it turned but with out the very umbrella, nice. it actually yep. turned out pretty cute. So I have pictures of me on the Akio car with my umbrella. I will definitely have to check those out. Yeah. 
you know, I did that, but I had to go all the way to the end of the exhibit and back before I was like, no, I'm doing this. I flew 5,000 miles <laughs> and I'm going to not walk by the of car photo op that everyone has already told me I have to take a picture at. Yep. And I was getting kind of like, no, fuck you. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> with me uh, but I did do it and um but that was still my favorite room and it was I think I also tweeted about this they put right next to each other the nip pick the and, infamous nip pick and I did have a moment where I'm just standing there like I sure the fuck spent thousands of dollars and flew 5,000 miles and I'm standing in front of Akia's nipples <laughs> <laughs> a that's a quote right there that's that is a motherfucking quote yeah, that, is, that was a moment. Living the dream. Yeah, I'm like, I am a goddamn adult. By Akio's standards, at least. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I clearly learned my lesson watching Utena for all this time. I've learned how to be an adult. <laughs> In front of Akio's nipples. Yep. <laughs> but it's like right I can't. Don't oh, lose. Don't oh. say it again. I'm going to lose it. It's right next to the picture of Anthony on the couch that's in, I believe, episode mm. 32. I know yeah, exactly. Like, you didn't even have to say the episode number. I knew immediately. Yeah, yeah. Where she's yeah. just splayed across it. And it's an absolutely beautiful <sighs> shot of terrible shit. Yeah. But it's beautiful. And, like, they put those right next to each other, so you're kind of, like, staring at it, like... And it was a really clever, like, set of pictures to put next to each other because it's both of these characters sexualized to their, like, absolute max. And in both cases, it's completely disgusting and unhealthy and representative of, like, toxic masculinity and toxic femininity as well. And both of those shots are totally performative and, like... yeah. There's nothing genuine in either of them. And it's it was just this like really neat juxtaposition that I'm like trying to have this serious analytical moment about, but also While staring at Akio's nipples. But also I'm like Akio's nipples. <laughs> okay, so enough about Akio's nipples. Let's talk about the musical because you guys were amazing enough to be able to show us a ver- a, like a uh, a stream of the musical, even though it didn't have subtitles, uh, since it was just the first arc of the anime for the most part, we were able to keep up. But oh my god, that musical, you guys! That was not originally so in our plans. Like, I mean, obviously, I was not. I was assuming there would be a Blu-ray, and we'd bring everyone the Blu-ray, and it was going to be great. But while we were there, they announced that they were going to stream the last episode on um, this gal the service, last, the, last the last performance, performance not on this on this gal service, and we're like, holy shit! We brought Togo. We can record this. Togo's our laptop. (laughs) (laughs) For listeners. Just for explanation, um, our Wi-Fi is called Otori Academy. Right now, we're on the media computer. Its name is Akio. The working computer is named Anthe. My writing computer is named Utena. And our touchpad is Togo because he likes to be touched. Oh, oh boy. Okay. (laughs) I I, I really can't judge you because my current computer is... Homura and my old computer, which died tragically, was named Mato. There you go. Computer Monica. Yes. And then we, she okay. literally died tragically, and I replaced her with Homura because, of course, nice. I had to. Well, at That's least you're we- consistent. Oh, 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 yeah. And the PlayStation is Sionji. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
show he's a gaming ass loser yep but anyway so we brought our oh, i thought it was because he gets played by everybody nice <laughs> yeah, that too. Oh, oh spicy but so <laughs> we we heard that the stream was going to be broadcast and we had our laptop with us because of course we do because we can't go anywhere without a computer no um and we're like okay so how do we steal this so i first had to learn (laughs) how to like record from a visual Mm -hmm. from like just like the broad like the broadcast to the screen Mm -hmm. um and we had to buy the actual access to the stream which was somehow without a japanese credit card yeah it's interesting because we were buying an online stream for an online item. But you couldn't do it but online. I couldn't actually pay for it online. I had to go to a convenience store and buy Put virtual money, money. into a photocopier? It was it was a very odd. It, it was a roundabout thing. But we got the t- we got this. So on that day we sat in our love hotel because that's what we stayed at in Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. We stayed in our love I'm hotel. Put a pin in that. I want to talk about the love hotel. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, and we will, and we recorded the the stream of the musical. And the funny thing about that is, Toho was perfectly happy to record this like five gigabyte stream nonstop without stopping. And I'm sure he was going to crash and burn like ten minutes in. Mm-hmm. When they did the encore, which is slightly different, a few days later, I couldn't record it to save my life. So I don't have a good copy of the encore, but I have a good copy of the original stream. The encore was slightly edited to change some of the shots that they used because, for instance, in the stream that you saw, um, the reason we showed that one to you is because it's way better quality. Um, for some reason, the encore was broadcast at a lower quality, and it we really interferes with copy it. Of it. But I think you probably noticed <clears throat> that you don't see Toga pulling the sword from Anthe at the end. Yeah. The screen, yeah. like, jerks toward him, too. Like, it knows where it should have been. Yeah, exactly. So in the edit, moments like that are actually highlighted because they did have another camera angle on that. So in the edit, you do actually see that sword pull. You do see more of jury. jury because the, the, the raw stream tends to focus way too much on Miki's Yeah, arc. as opposed to jury. So... We're actually really kind of anticipating the Blu-ray release because that means we can see that edit in good quality. Um, but the one that we the have... Great, the great cost mm. is that smirk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listeners, um, everyone needs to buy this Blu-ray. Like, you can find a link to it on Empty Movement's uh, Twitter. You can buy it from Japanese Amazon, and you can have it delivered to your country because it's shipping internationally. And Animate is also shipping internationally now. Yeah. The, the English Animate site will also ship it. And the reason you should do this is because there was sequel talk. There was sequel to We need that sequel. Yes. So if we throw enough money at them, we might get musical Black Rose arc. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, we've talked on the show that there was a Black Rose arc musical once. Yes. And only once. We have no record of it. Isn't that the one where Anthe's gunning down zombies at the end? Yeah. That was when I mentioned earlier that we've done an entire episode on a forum post from you guys' forum. That is the post (laughs) I was talking about is we did an episode where uh, I, it was me and Alice and Abby, and I read the description of the plot of the musical while they reacted. Uh, Alice had not read it before. It's yeah, I mean Which reminds me, did you guys see um we actually I actually got a fan, bit of fan art. art from someone. 
did who it? did a picture of Anthony executing a zombie. Oh man, no, I didn't see that. We didn't. Oh, see I that. retweeted it on uh, on our Twitter for Excellent. Imagine Me and You tonight. You should definitely go check that out. It's very good. Definitely will. Definitely will. That's uh, that's amazing. Honestly, I've always wanted to see that musical. If there was any way of getting it, I would have my my little claws would be sunk so hard into it <laughs> because the idea of Anthony gunning down zombies is just like incredible. Like, yeah. It's just amazing. <laughs> but chunky Anthony. Chunky Anthony. Chunky Anthony. Chunky Anthony. Okay, so um, Gio would like to note that Anthony in the new musical is a little bit chunkier than everybody else, and that is super. And cool. she was in the first one. I she, like it. She so, got some booty. Yeah. So <laughs> at this point, I stand slightly chubby. Has junk in the trunk, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also. I, I have also <laughs> decided to stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a garbage evil bitch, just like before, but she's got a booty. <laughs> mm, just the way I like them. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. But yeah, this musical is fucking amazing. It's How amazing. the fuck did they pull this off? I was off? expecting it to be such a steaming kick of garbage. Well, I mean, we've all seen the 1997 one, mm. and we were expecting more of the same there. Like, I'm not saying the music was bad in that one. But Actually, shit. the music okay. is pretty so, good. Like, no. the Nanny Beto, they think, okay, is yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. But um, Utina's face in the 97 one is, like, literally my face the entire time. is just this expression of confusion. <laughs> Help? You're not wrong. What's going on? And she's like that the entire time. And watching her, I am too. Same. <laughs> definitely like, definitely same. same. So we were expecting more of that. And we did not get it. We got something that paid so much attention that even the posture is right. Like I've actually done a few pictures outside by side them. shots. Yeah, you they've should. done like side by like I did a few side by shots where you can see how carefully they reproduce the body language and mm -hmm. tone and stuff of like like. It, like jury, jury, yeah, especially. Jury's, jury's poses. Are I definitely exactly noticed that while I was watching, like jury, especially yeah. just, she just yeah. has the body movement like down. Well, like, mm -hmm. they took Panther and went, like, hard on, we're going to do Panther. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, yeah, is what well, you do. Um, I don't know if you remember, Jury was always referred to as the Panther in the manga. In the manga. Yeah, we yeah. actually, we're still technically in the middle of the manga right now. We still have, like, two volumes left, I think, and then the movie manga. But I remember that from the manga, that they called her the Panther. They went really hard with that kind of like body language, -like body language, yeah. And it comes, and it ends up looking like super sexy, and I like yes. love it to death because it's okay. totally like that's, oh god. Honestly, that's the best jury, best jury, best jury, platonic like, ideal of, okay. of jury. We're we're kind of not exactly fans of jury. Not like we dislike <laughs> her, but a lot of the time people are really like, oh, jury's so strong, jury's so suffer, jury's jury so this, it. and we're like, jury's so nice guy. Like, he come is. on now. Hovering She's around Shiori, just like pining over her for her entire okay. fucking life. Okay, a great detail from the musical. So during yeah. the big opening number after Sanji gets owned like a little bitch, everyone's dancing around, <laughs> everyone's doing their thing. Jury breaks the choreography to run after Shiori. Oh, yeah. I noticed that too. Yeah. Oh. Like that's the level of, of jury that Jury was at. Yes. Like, this she just so zooms good. right the fuck off from what is clearly carefully planned choreography to go chase the image of Shiori. Yeah. And you're like, Which yeah, is that's, amazing. That's, that's exactly Jury. That's, that's Jury. jury. 
Yeah, that was the thing that struck me the most about the musical as a whole is that everybody just seemed to know their character so intimately. And the wigs. Um, Oh, my God. I could talk forever about those fucking wigs. So good. So good. The wigs are like, I mean, where we live, there's a lot of like punks with crazy hair colors and stuff. So I'm kind of like used to that. But if someone walked down the street with any of those wigs, I'd be like, cool hair. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go, oh my God, you're wearing an anime wig. Like, no. <laughs> it's totally believable. Exactly. In, in like, yeah. And they're just so, like, faithfully translated. Yeah. Like, I yeah. wouldn't think that you could actually make some of that hair in real life. And, and then they, they did. And they did. It's so good. Jury, like, honestly, Jury's I think wig Jury's is wig amazing. is the best. Because like, I like what they did with her hair. They didn't yeah. try to make like the really tight, literally like hard. No, they made ringlets. these beautiful, beautiful like loose ringlets. That yeah, fl- and when she what she deserves, they oh. fly around her, and it yeah, just, it's, it's perfect. just so good. It's so it good. reminds me a little bit of the movie in the way that like yeah. her her yeah, hair is so like. They were definitely, I think, looking at the movie for for inspiration there. And that's the thing with the musical. You can tell that they were definitely, like, they were searching the background material. And even some of the actors, um, I don't know, I I might have mentioned this. um, At the end, when the actors are all kind of talking about their roles and whatever after they've taken their bows... Toga and Anthe are the two that say they want to come back and play their characters in a sequel. And they're the two like, garbagest, darkest, yeah. terriblest characters. And you can tell that throughout the musical, they're playing third season ben. Toga and Anthe, except it's transplanted into first season story arc. Yeah. Like, like Toga is playing himself now that he knows better, which becomes yeah. super eerie and super terrifying yeah. because... Once I mean, he knows better, he's actually like a legitimate scarier, and he's yeah. scary. Um, and Anthe doing her human act, her yeah. extremely normal girl laugh. Oh my god! Like that—that Anthe goes home, goes upstairs, and hangs out with Akio after the show. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell she's still enjoying being, yeah, whatever the hell you call right that, up until evil. the very end. Right up right until up the until very the end. end. Right up until the end. Yeah, where she finally takes Uchina's hand. Yeah, and oh. they totally do that, like, tiny pause, yeah. just like in episode 39 before she reaches. Yep. Like, it's it's like, so faithful. Uh, it's all there. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I, I th- see, about- that's what I really need to see with my whole heart is the finale in musical form. Because I just watched I, I the latest... Uh, the latest Sailor Moon musical that did its finale, and it was absolutely gorgeous. That's awesome. I like a hundred. So like, awesome. at, like before, I was like, "Oh God, no! What if they do more?" At this point, I am a hundred percent sure whatever they do, it will be good. Yeah. Um, and I am also a hundred percent sure whatever they do, I'm gonna go see it because there is not gonna be fucking singing Akio, and I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will destroy my life to see this trash heap. And I on like, and I honestly, Toga is so well done. Toga is so well done that I'm actually like concerned because I don't know who the hell they're going to put as Akio that can like bounce off of that in a believable manner without just like taking second fiddle to it. Like Toga is so good at being Toga and Toga is so much more like clever and not an idiot in this one that I really don't know who they're going to cast as Akio. And like one of my friends, one of the friends in Japan that's more into like uh, anime theater like adaptations like sometimes they'll use the same actor for a different role 
and floated that they might use Toga's actor as Octu. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. And he's Toga now. So I, but I, I 100% want to see more of these. And I will fly to Japan for Black Rose one. I'll fly to Japan for an Akio Arc one. What was you guys' favorite song from the musical? Uh, well, I mean, like, the main song is definitely probably the best. We're trash, so we like Toga's Duel, the first one. I mean, that tracks. You know, so we like that one. All two minutes oh of it, God. we're just angry. It's not like a 20-minute long song about, you know, how hard Toga's jerking off about how he's going <laughs> to own a bit. But, yeah. I would that love is- Naname's song. Oh yes. my god, it's because perfect. her song Anonyme is perfect. She is. And like I've I've thrown the lyrics through like Google Translate and it's basically like I'm Nanami, I'm the best, I am Toga's sister, and that's great. I'll punch the shit out of any bitch that comes near him. That is her <laughs> whole character. Literally the song. And then like they mention like the mongoose and curry and stuff, but most of the song is about how she will destroy any woman that comes near Toga. Which, you know, is spoken to in the material because she smacks the women off of Toga and then smacks him. Yeah, yeah like, I love it. Smack him. She, just she, goes goes to, she, she goes to smack his bitches again and he is in the way and No, dodges. because she do- she smacks him when the <laughs> bitches are fight gone. About this. She, no. The bitches aren't anywhere near no, him. Sorry. When she smacks sorry. him. You're and wrong. he's dodging You're it like, a, like an expert. <laughs> like he's been down this road. No, before. you need to watch it again. I'm sorry. We can You're settle just... this when uh, we do a watch along with you guys yeah. for the musical yeah. at some point. Uh, not in this episode because we haven't been assigned for that. Yeah. But it's it's 100% good. Like, and I mean, it's like. So good. More and more rewatches, you start to appreciate like Togan and and Anthe's performances a oh lot God, because yes. they're so subtle. Yeah. But everybody's performances Actually, are okay. insane. Like Sainji is a Sainji was like the king of the show. Yeah, um, he ran off with the show. The Japanese audiences loved him the most. He has an, an entire sequence that he was ad libbing every night and doing completely yeah, ridiculous um, things every time. I'm not That's sure. Amazing. If- that I'm sure you guys remember that sequence, like when he goes up to the dueling arena with Anthe and then does the shadow play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ad libbed. No, yeah, that was different every no time. Wow, and not every time was him doing the shadow play. Basically, his response to the fact that the castle wouldn't come down was different every show. Yeah, the first show, um, he gets irritated and starts waiting, and apparently takes a leak in the dueling arena to kill time. <laughs> oh <my God>. Right. <laughs> I'm oh my fucking god! Yeah, <laughs> another another time he does this whole like thing with uh, Santa Claus, mm-hmm. where he's tra- where he's singing Jingle Bells and he's carrying around like a trash can, pretending what? he's Santa. Yeah, yeah. Another time he does an entire like my uh, pantomime pom um about mass transit using um and for eternity and, and Sen-en Sen-en for, for ten-, 10 yen yeah or he's trying to get the money to board the train so he keeps asking everybody for senen instead of eternity and it's like it's yeah completely oh, i think i saw you guys talking about that on twitter yeah yeah it's completely bizarre and anthe apparently breaks character literally every single time until because she, she stops doesn't trying. know she, she doesn't, doesn't know. know what he's gonna do until he does it she's supposed to be like cowering miserably on the floor because he just smacked her and she's like giggling and shit <laughs> 
So yeah, he, he was that's the, hilarious. He ended up like the star of the show, and he's a great Sionji. Mm-hmm. But he is definitely like the comedic Sionji that you're aware of what a fucking buffoon he is. Absolutely. But you know what? The other cool thing is, remember how I was talking about Sionji and Nanami being the most intuitive of the characters? In the musical, yeah. in the musical, they're the only ones to break the fourth wall. Yeah. Those two characters are the ones that just straight up ignore the fourth wall. And I think that's just it makes sense. So neat. Yeah. Like I just I just love it because Sionji, mm-hmm. you know, realizes somehow that the Shadow Play girls are there and goes to do Nothing his own shadow play. the shadow play girls exactly. that everyone else so, in the first arc pretends don't exist. Yeah. Well, we're not even sure if they know they exist. They like, do they uh, Utina comments on them in the Black Rose yeah. saga. So she yeah. apparently notices them. Yeah. But but it's stuff like that. Stuff like um the projector is a character. Yeah. In the musical. Um like the I, musical doesn't show this really well, but um well, the, I think we yeah. pointed it out. At one point, young Toga and young Sionji are fighting over the remote for the projector and using that to control what's happening on the stage. And Yes, and I think I remember what it is that you're about to point out about that scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no pointing out, just the, the projector is an actual thing that gets used. And, and it's also at one point Miki's stopwatch controls. Yes. Like the projector is like the literal, you know, mechanism of theater production, like the lighting and all of that stuff. But because you know the projector exists, it uses your your knowledge of that against you as far as how it's staging it. Like, you could mm. watch that blind the rest of the series and you'd think that it was, oh, the, the characters are controlling the stage. Yeah. However. Yeah. But you don't. You know that it's the fucking projector. So you're like, LOL, all of these, like, ragtag jackasses are upstairs in the chairman's wing fucking around the projector. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> And and the whole thing about Sionji wanting it on and Toga wanting it off. off was just perfect. Yeah. Like, that's perfect for their characters. Also, um, Nanami stands on, you know that thing where she stands on the guy and, yeah. like, digs her heel into his back? That yep. one is Sionji. Yep. <laughs> it's perfect. That one's, that perfect. one's it's, Honestly, the musical is just so it's, perfect. It's all genius and it's, it's all beautiful and it's we did a not shining expect that. of perfect. We did not expect that at all. I expected it. It's way better than it has any damn right to be, honestly. Yeah. I expected it to be just complete garbage, but, but no, but no, it's like perfect. Like you can tell, you can tell that they watch the series over and over. You can tell that they like deep mind it for like ideas and for authenticity. And they, and they like do so like, like, like when science, goes to smack Anthe. The posing that they do before he hits her is actually from the second episode before he hits her. Not yeah, the where first he like, episode. do you remember in the second episode where he's talking to Anthe and then he like sighs and his shoulders slump and then he smacks her? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 They're using they that pose. They actually use that pose in the musical to make him seem God. more like pathetic when he does it. Like, it's, yeah. like they were clearly watching and they clearly watched the whole thing. Yeah. Like they they got through especially all of it. like especially Toga and Anthe's characters like I just can't get over how they, they played so evil yeah they played the the completely aware yeah. characters those from two the third fucking arc. with Miki is like golden and epic like the way mm-hmm. Anthe like walks across the stage screwing around with Miki's head and she's got this like saunt she's like sauntering by like 
oh, I have to do whatever the, you know, the victor says. And she's like snickering and you're like, oh my God, what a bitch. <laughs> Why are you doing Actually, this? Actually, you know what? Okay. Kid? The last time we watched it, what really struck me, and I haven't really formed any ideas about this yet, but what really struck me is when Toga first sings the egg speech, because this is now canon, Toga's standing on furniture singing the egg speech. Um, <laughs> but when he's doing that, um, I believe he's also, he ends up singing about the Rose Bride and what she does. And Anthony's doing like this sexy, sexy dance. dance in front, like like moving her hips and like yes. undulating and stuff. And it's just like, whoa. <laughs> like, they what really, does that mean in this, terms of their characters? This is what they all think the Rose Bride is yeah. at the end of the day. Like yeah. everyone's pretending she's like, oh, she's like this, you know, this way that we get power. And oh, she's this and so she's that. But yeah, at the end but of the day- like, if it's you're singing about her, she's, she'd be in sexy. It's yeah. a sex metaphor. Yeah, exactly. And not a and metaphor. It's, it's neat to see that it's right sex. out in front. And it's, it's sex. It makes sense that it's in Toga's song that she does mm -hmm. this because, I mean. Even though they do demonstrate when he's the victor that they don't have sex. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in any of, like, the scenes that they share when he's the victor to suggest any more than they do, like, in the series that those two so ever it would not have sex with Anthe. No. no. That sort of incorporation of the, like, sex element really feels like it's from the movie. Yeah. Because, like, really they sort of, like, skirt by it in the show, but the movie makes that very, very explicit. Very. Like, movie Sanji is, like, so apparently the guy that, that plays movie Akio decided he wanted to be in this and that he's going to play a character. And originally he was supposed to play Sionji. <laughs> yeah. He was originally huh. supposed to play Sionji and they're in talks and he's going to do Sionji and he's going to do the song and blah, blah, blah. And apparently he decided he wanted to take a crack at Akio. And as much as I love Akio, I'm kind of glad that happened because Sionji in the movie is epic. The guy, yeah. like they, he plays <laughs> Sionji so extra as fuck. <laughs> and so true. like he just busted a nut 10 seconds before he walks into the <laughs> arena like oh the, the, the sex is just so right in your face in the movie like you definitely know Sionji is banging the rose bright enough yep. he just sounds like yeah yeah 10 minutes ago ladies <laughs> it just, it's so that whole in the movie the zipper pull yeah, like there's just so much more blatant. Sex. Oh, I forgot about that. Ah, yeah, cool. the zipper pull. Uh, apparently, that was added as like a prank, and they kept it in they or something. In. Oh like, my god, that wasn't supposed to be there in the first shot, but somebody added it in, and then they were like, like "Yeah, like it. keep let's it. roll with it. Keep it." That, that sounds about right. right. Nasty motherfucker ever. Mm hmm. God, your god is a pervert. You know, Ikuhara actually like sometimes makes me a little uncomfortable with his focus on lesbians. Yeah, I have definitely had that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And um, actually, in some of the extra material from the the DVD release that Right Stuff did, that Nozomi did, um, somebody addresses that head on at one point. Really? Yeah. And so says basically that they believe Ikuhara is externalizing his problems with his own sex onto the opposite sex or with his own sexual preference onto the opposite sex from him <clears throat> the same way. And this isn't something that this person said, but immediately in my mind, I drew the connection between that and uh, Fujoshi, you know, mm, the girls who yeah. like exclusively like Yoi and really 
go for that. And like, and so you get this whole section of Yoi that's like, there's one partner that is clearly female, but actually has a dick and is the submissive partner. And, and that's all that. your and self-insert bodies. or whatever. Yeah. And that's the self-insert you're supposed mm. to have. And like, that's what I ended up starting to think about Ikuhara and the way he well, treats lesbian who relationships. It? Who is it I was talking to? Okay. So I know a person of a person mm. of a person. So take this like with the, with the lots wife size grain of salt. Yeah. But, sure. but my, I have, been told that in the in the anime um, production community in Japan, it's kind of an un, unspoken, everyone knows secret that that Ikuhara is part of the quilt blanket, mm. um, quilt bag, quilt bag, LGBTQ. So LGBTQ some whatever thing. quilt bag. We don't the know quilt what. Bags. Maybe he's bi. Maybe he's yeah. Maybe he's something. Maybe he's. And it's but it's kind of an unspoken secret. secret. It's an open like, secret that he's one of those things, and that the content he creates is some way for yeah. him to deal with that, for better or worse. So, like him, and I don't really want to spread rumors exactly, but that makes sense with how he presents same-sex relationships. Holy shit! Like, that really, really makes sense for like Yurikuma. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. we have not watched Yuri Kuma yet. I That's have. actually what we're gonna do. Well, okay, I meant like we as a podcast, Alice dear, but uh, <laughs> make it past episode three. Yeah, we, yeah, we're gonna watch that as our next project after we finish everything. Utena, I'm really excited um, to, for for you to be as a couple more you want some companions? Yeah, like, do you, do you I wanna, honestly have not been able to do it. Do so you guys want to be our new third and fourth co-hosts? Sure, why not? Why not? Uh, I would love to have you all on this journey as we are all uncomfortable together watching Yurikuma. <laughs> yeah, we should watch yes. that. that sure yes. is you will never, metaphor. You will never be able to eat honey again. Uh, yeah, I will. Don't yeah, I will. <laughs> well, you'll never be able to do it in quite the same way. We're, we're old internet we're yeah. we're old internet. We used to get goatsy in the mail. I, I'm an so. Akio fan. They have to top Akio's nipples. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's that. I, I noticed your old internet because I saw on your site where you said lemons, and I was like, transported yeah. to a softer, better tone. Yeah. Oh, oh lemons. No, you more. don't. No, remember there was like lemons and then limes that oh. were like slightly like less explicit or yeah. whatever, and then like yeah. they went through a whole bunch of different citrus. <laughs> But yeah, no, we're we're old internet. Um, yeah, what was it that we? Uh, oh my god, I made. Well, the forum is modeled after something awful. Yeah, like we modeled. Oh my god, really? Yes. Yeah, like we, we stole their avatar. We stole their icons. Their little emoji. Yep. Just that's hysterical. Um, um, and we stole their the rules. Design. We just stole their rules. Stole, stole their rules. Their having a, an area that was just not safe for work. Exactly. And, yep. Like a so lot of it was, was modeled, modeled on something awful. We've been members of something awful since 2000, me in 2003 and you in 2002. No, 2000. 2000. Oh my my rank date predates 9-11. Suck it. <laughs> wow. And I'm saying that because I was actually on the forum yeah. during 9-11. Actually, that wow. was another thing. I was on there during Katrina and that was just fucked right up because there was one person who was posting from inside. Like, oh yeah, we were there. Yeah. yeah. That, it was, that's the region we're in. I was literally walking my dog in Katrina. Oh shit! Because I mean, we're we're down here on the coast, so like, yeah. Like, well, I mean, she's closer to the coast than I am, but whereabouts are it, you guys? We're both in Mississippi. Uh, I'm about 
two hours from the coast, or I'm about an hour from like the actual coast where the hurricane hit, and Alice is about two hours. Yeah, yeah I, I lived in Florida. I lived in uh, Homestead, Florida at the time. So actually, Katrina palled through us before it went. Mm. Yeah, obviously, Katrina was a way weaker hurricane that at that point. Yeah, I did yeah. for a few days, and I was here for Hurricane Andrews. So I lived around yeah. um, Jackson, Mississippi, and um, the buildings that were destroyed or super damaged from Katrina it took them about two and a half years to fix. Oh yeah. man! Yeah. Well, what is it? When well, we fucking... did Rosecon 2010, yes. So before, okay, we, uh, yeah. Should I? Should we, we should explain, explain Rosecon. Should we? Yes, because that was the thing. That yes. Happened. Okay. okay. So and it may happen again in the future. So someday. we're kind of we're playing hoping, with the idea, but we used to do. We, we called it. It was kind of sarcastic, Rosecon, because it wasn't really a con. It was a exactly. forum meet. It was. It a was a forum meet, meet. and so. The first one was what, 2008? Eight was New York City. 2008. We all got together in New York City. There was like 15 people. We all got together in New York City, hung out for four days, partied, watched the show, had really massive discussions. Me and Gio actually got tattoos then. I oh, Alice and I have been floating the idea of getting tattoos. <laughs> I dragged about 10 people to an astrophysics lecture. Directly after we got our tattoos, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh um, wait, what are your tattoos? Rosecrest. Rosecrest. Okay, I mean, you could have gotten something else. No. <laughs> we were thinking about getting Shadow Girls. Ooh, have you heard? Anyway. Have you heard? I'm trying to think. You know what? Um, who is it? Um, oh, what's her name? I fucking forgot her name. You know, Rachel, the other Rachel. Oh God. I, yeah, she's got that big chest piece that's oh, all the does. fucking swords. Oh yes. my God, it's beautiful. There's a lot that of sounds amazing. tattoos. Yeah. There's well, a lot of food I mean, I got my I got a rose crest on the back of my neck. She got hers on her shoulder blade. And then we went to a physics lecture with a bunch of people. Astrophysics. Astrophysics. Brian Green was there. Yes. It was I, very I, I cool. did mention I was a space nerd. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing we ended up doing at RoseCon. And we were gonna talk about RoseCon twenty ten yeah. with Katrina. With New Orleans. Um we went we did New Orleans next. Yeah. That's where we went. Um we ended up staying mostly on Bourbon Street, mostly in the French Quarter. But the forays that we made out into the rest of it were still, like, you could still see the marks. We have pictures from, like, 2010, and we drove around a bit, like, near the Lower Ninth Ward and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it looked exactly, and I mean, like, I was in, I was in Miami for Hurricane Andrews, so the worst hurricane prior to Katrina. Yeah. And so I remember what that kind of wreckage and that kind of like wholesale destruction looked like and yeah. driving around in New Orleans, several, what was that? Like, it was like seven there or There was years. one house on every block that was it completely looked, abandoned. Yeah. It looked like, exactly the way it did, you know, probably seven or eight months after the hurricane. Like there were just entire areas that they just completely what was abandoned. It? The last time we were in New Orleans was what? Huge 20, areas. 2016? 2012? Yeah. 2012? And there were still areas. Oh man, like next time you guys are in New Orleans, you've got to hit us up. Oh, yeah. You know what? We have yeah. so many friends around New Orleans. We've actually spent three Halloweens there already. <laughs> yeah. Like, we go down there fairly often. So yeah, next time. Now we know. Next time. In person. Yeah, New Orleans <laughs> is just like a hop, skip, and a jump away for us. That's, yeah. Yeah. Be prepared. Fuck yeah. Still so upset. That was my first crush, if you couldn't guess. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? 
Be, I didn't be, hear. be prepared. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Okay, I have to be among Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Scar. Me, me too. I was busy thinking about scars. I got distracted. That's what I was talking yeah, about. No, yeah. no, I know. That's why. So, so I watched anyway. that movie and my mother, who is a complete enabler and no help at all on any of this. <laughs> The only thing she has ever said about Utena at all, and I had shit all over my walls, was at one point she was flipping through the Saito art book, and there's a picture of Akio like and Utena sitting in the grass, and he's like looking down at her, and it's like this kind of nice expression, but you know it's not because it's Akio, and she's like, he's a rather handsome fellow, and that's all she's ever said. <laughs> oh my god. In contrast to my brother, who is actually coming to Odafest specifically so that I will point him out and say he's the reason for all of this. This is his Because fault. he introduced me to Utena. Anyway, my mother, the enabler, <laughs> saw that I liked The Lion King and was totally like, Scar is the best thing ever. And then I was like 12 and she let me watch Damage. Uh. Which is a film about a guy that bangs his son's fiance. <laughs> okay haven't seen it and then shortly after that but jeremy irons is this this guy and then shortly after that she let me watch dead ringers which is a david cronenberg dead film ringers is awesome where jeremy irons plays, plays twin, twin gynecologists okay romancing the same woman yeah so yeah yeah my taste in men was kind of telegraphed <laughs> i'm gonna say the source uh, of the pattern like, I often joke because, like, and, and, like, I don't, we never got to this. Um, I was not bisexual or aware of it or interested in it Pretty or anything. Until we met. Until we met. There's and, actually a whole big story there yeah. that we didn't get into. And for, like, years, we were, like, bestie, 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 bestie friends. Can't get away from each other. Can't, can't, can't go me. a day without talking to yeah. each other. Like, I'm here in Edmonton. She's here in Miami. And, and we're just, we're like, together. on ICQ every day and... Yeah. And there was like, a night in Key West. Yeah. Where we were having this discussion. We're like, you know what? We should just live together forever. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was in a, like a bad relationship and I'd been in zero relationships because I was just a prickly motherfucker. Yeah. And we're like, you know what would just be the most well, utilitarian, I mean, the other, the other practical thing, thing would be for us to be just hitched together. Yeah. Not to get too political. The other thing was that... I Fairly, what was it, 2005, 2006, 2007? Somewhere around there, yeah. Somewhere in there, we found out that Geo had an ovarian cyst. And oh, yeah. because of a whole bunch of history with her family, she didn't have any money to get rid of it. Insurance um, in America. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, yeah. See, they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. So she lived with that for a year. And there was a whole entire year of both of us basically walking on pins and needles waiting for the fucking thing to burst and entirely ruin her future by giving her a 50, 60,000 debt in the ER. Yeah. And so that definitely played a factor when it came to deciding that we were going to get married. Yeah. Because was I'm like, here, I'm safe in Canada where none of that can hurt me. Yeah. Ever. And, and I'm like listening to her and I'm like, Canada sounds like the best country ever <laughs> because it has basic healthcare. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like, we decided we were going to live together. And at that point, we hadn't decided to be like to gaze together, but we decided to live together. I think we'd already fucked by that point, though. Had we? No. I don't know. <laughs> we had not. <laughs> we had not. <laughs> what? Is this getting too spicy no, for you? <laughs> I feel like it started so, spicy, so you're good. It's just perfect. 
all, all day. Like just, just. just <laughs> we decided we were gonna live together before we did that. Are you sure? We did. I don't remember. We did. Uh, I don't know. And then we decided, well, if we're gonna live together. And you're gonna leave your shitty boyfriend. I'm gonna never no, have a boyfriend was, because okay, I'm no, 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 because no. because that collapsed in 2003. Right. Yeah. But you were gonna have another shitty boyfriend from him. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I was already. We're like, yo, we, we should just do this ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of. <laughs> this would be the most practical solution to this problem. And it has been. Actually, it has it's been. been fucking perfect. But it was totally not, we didn't have like this like huge, like romantic emotional romantic moment, moment. Nothing like that. I didn't have this huge like finding myself moment where I'm like, oh my god, I'm bi. It was, it was like, like, this no. will be practical and utilitarian and this will work. Also, we want to fuck. So, okay, fuck are y'all familiar with, are you familiar with a play called Lysistrato? Because yes. I feel like what you just <laughs> said shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Lizestrada is my username on something awful. Yes. <laughs> oh no, yes. that's so good. Oh. You got this. But anyway, yeah, I see where that, you're going for that. That, yep, that. Basically, but that's incredible. What a romantic story, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> what you expect from you know Toga okay. and Akio fans. Yeah. Practical. Yeah. I really do love that story. Like, I'm not being sarcastic. You know what? You know what, though? There's even more to it. Like, there's there's so much. This was a trash. It, it was just a complete, go. like, it's it's got its roots in me being raised by my mother who's mentally ill and was in and out of hospitals and was emotionally abusive. And her family that... Her father left her a house and all this money and that was all gone by the time she was 19 and just like this horrible, horrible upbringing. We've been through some shit. You, yeah. know, what, you know what's ironic like, about it is, okay, our relationship has definitely kind of not matched, but kind of matched sort of the arc yeah, of Utena and Anthe. It's really weird. So like we've done the Utena and Anthe arc of like having some shit that we had to walk through mm -hmm. and ending up the gays together and all this stuff. And here we are like, I can't with Toga. Yep. <laughs> so like, we did it wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's because Utena Anthe are old hat because we did that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like, whatever, we okay, did that you, shit. Remember when we were in Osaka and she asked Michelle? Yeah. Michelle, Michelle asks asked. us, okay, so which one of you is the Utena? And like, we're like, uh, uh both? both? <laughs> we're both the Utena. I mean, like, and we're I both started the out Anthe. that way and then you became that way. Okay, and to be fair, I'm way more Anthe than you are. Yeah. Because I'm a totally passive aggressive cow. I know, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Anthe's behavior really spoke to me. Well, like the whole what, thing where she does like good night, brother. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I feel you, girl. <laughs> That's a pro to your nasty bitch. Oh my god, do you remember that one time when I like said something? What did I say to you that was like an exact echo of something that happened in the series that I hadn't seen yet? Because by the time I met her, I had not yet seen the entire yeah, series. Yeah, she hadn't seen the whole thing. Yeah, when we uh, met. what was it? Oh wow. Yeah. Something. It was what the I, I want you to I want you to be able to tell tell me yeah, things. You, tell gave, me you gave me that line that yeah. If you ever have any problems, come to me first. Come, come and tell me. I friend. want us to be friends like that. And I'm oh like, my oh god. my god. 
And I'm sitting there like 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 bouncing in my chair trying to keep the worst references out of whatever I say back. And I don't think I resisted actually. No. I think I gave you no. like some totally anti shit. Yeah, you did. I can't believe that happened though. That was a real thing. Yeah, that so was she's a real the, thing. I guess she's the Utena. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> More or less. It's ridiculous but. though. Like uh, you know what? I'll link you to a Tumblr post that explains all of it in like more serious terms. Sure. It's yeah. uh, it's a lot. What were we even talking about? Who who cares? I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what we were like supposed to be talking but, about. Okay. So going back to say the musical. The musical is great. Yes. The musical is great. By the musical. Back on topic. Yeah, back, back on, on topic. topic. The musical is great. There will be a translation. Yes. Obviously. Um, okay, so I just want to say here, yes, we do have a stream. No, we are not sharing it with everybody. We no, we are not it. releasing it. We are going to leak selective bits of the stream in order to encourage people to buy. And I'm just going to lay that right out. Yeah. Because and I don't want there to be any mistake. Yes, we do have it. No, we're not going to give it to anyone. And like people that know us, which is probably a lot of People are like, in this sense, no, I have hemorrhaged Utina content for 20 years. The moment I get it, it's yeah. on the internet. I yeah. scan entire books, literally entire books. Yeah. I scan, like... Well, you guys had up a translation of the new Jury Shiori manga, like, super quick. The entire, all three, all three, three volumes yeah. of the new manga were translated, and actually, uploaded, and Ayu. scanned that's, by us. That's Ayu. They did the translating. She's a hero. Ayu is... A, she did half of the game, too, yeah. by the way. Like, yeah. the... I don't know. The relationships that we've built with people through the series have been really lasting ones. Yeah. We can oh, totally. count on IU for... That's kind of ironic. Yeah. It's I super know. cool. It's pretty amazing. But, like, we've trained, like, and that's all stuff that, like, I think, especially with the first installment, within, like, two weeks, I had a fully scanned, fully translated copy mm -hmm. online on the internet. Yeah. So I so am not stingy. Musical, I am not stingy about the, content. The reason we're withholding it is just straight up to drive sales. That's we want what people we want to buy to it. We want people. Yes, everybody, go out and fucking buy this musical, please. Otherwise, we won't get musical Mikage, and I want to yes. see Mikage sing. Yes, I want to see Mikage sing. And even though I don't think Akio should be in the next one, yeah, it's not consistent with like good theater. Yeah. If he is, he has to dance the Lombada, which is oh canon. Oh my god, that is canon. Oh my that god. Canon. Yep. When asked what Akio does, Ikuhara said he probably teaches astronomy, you know, in like the university sense, at the university mm -hmm. level. And I'm like, whatever, I roll. But cuz everything he says is wrong. <laughs> That's the other thing about I Ikuhara. Could, I could do an entire blog about mansplaining Akio. But um, that, and apparently he dances the lambada because the tango isn't extra enough. Yeah, and the rumba is just too cheesy. And the rumba cheesy. is too cheesy. So yeah. he dances the lambada. And I'll be very sad if that is not in the musical. <laughs> I've heard before that Ikahara has a tendency to like go back and forth on things when asked questions about yeah. oh, Revolutionary God. Girl Utena. You can't ask him a straight... No, like, he you, will you give you a bullshit answer. answer. Yeah. You don't get answers Always. from him. Like, oh my God. Like, okay, that's one thing we should mention. The stopwatch question was solved in the musical. Or at least it's addressed in the musical. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we we talked about that extensively on the podcast. We even had like it got to where we were talking about the stopwatch every time it came up. So I had our producer make a little jingle yeah. for the stopwatch that I will have to send to you guys so that you can hear it. Oh yeah, definitely. Please do. It was just a little stinger that I would put before uh, every mention of the stopwatch because we talked about it every episode. The stopwatch was one of the things that puzzled the fandom from the very beginning. Like even back in the SKUAD days, the SKUAD analysis, Shoujo Kakume Utena analysis and discussion, even back in those days, everybody was puzzled by the stopwatch. And that was even one of the questions because when Right Stuff came to us in um, 2008 and asked us what we wanted in the um, in the extras for the DVDs, what we ended up settling on was people asking questions of Ikuhara. And some of the questions that got in were questions that people had posted on the forum. One of them was about the stopwatch. And he doesn't answer it. He doesn't answer it. Of course he doesn't. He doesn't. Like, what? what he, he says something I, like, it, I, it contains all the secrets of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's one yeah. complete non-answer all the time. And then, so finally, now, in the new musical, they've finally given us an in-character answer for what the stopwatch is and why Miki's always clicking it. And it is literally, I click the stopwatch whenever I think the student council is bullshit. I have to go back and rewatch with that in mind and see if it holds up. Why does he stop? Why does he stop clicking it? (laughs) Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, because eventually, that should be the only thing he does. I mean, (laughs) yeah, but you know what? That speaks to his character and that speaks to his like need to fit in and figure out what the hell the power structure these weird ass Mm -hmm. grown ups use because he doesn't constantly click it. Yeah. He clicks it and then stays in the room. Yeah. He doesn't just fuck off. Because he has some idea that this is what grown-ups do, so he yep. has to stick around and figure out what grown-ups do, even when he thinks it's complete bullshit, even when he thinks you can't trust adults. Yeah, so looking at the series from that lens of Miki clicking the stopwatch whenever he thinks something is bullshit, I think that, like, honestly, this new musical is so good that it's going to spawn analysis of its own. Like, I'm already, like, working yeah, on analysis for it's, it. And that, to me, is the mark of something legit. Like... You would not do that for the 97 musical. Like, oh, definitely not. No. In terms of what has created an analysis, the series is by far number one. By far, most of the analysis we get is from the series. Second is the movie. And then in a very, very, very distant third, you get the manga. I feel like the manga would be more relevant from somebody that is very like very um, aware and knowledgeable of like predominant shoujo manga tropes and themes of the time. Yeah, because a lot of it, honestly, with the manga <clears throat> is Chio Saito trying to cater to an audience and her publishers saying, this doesn't fly with the audience that we're marketing to. She actually explicitly says that in a lot of her interviews is that, for instance, Jury is not gay in the manga because, because that, that wouldn't, wouldn't fly with their audience. Yeah, we actually, we, I didn't know about the interviews thing, but we had speculated in a couple of our manga episodes that uh, the reason that the manga was so different is that she had an audience to cater to. Yeah, she had yeah. a publisher to cater to. And actually, like, what was it? Okay. Power on his own. Um, just to, just to kind of illustrate how 
difficult the process was for her, apparently five editors of hers were fired or let go. Jeez. Just like wow. over the, over the yeah, content, over Utena. the content in Utena. Like, and that's so as she published to, and that's yeah. tame by our standards. She had to fight super hard to get that even into manga, even what she had. So I don't know the, I, I get really touchy when the subject of Chio Saito's quote unquote shit. homophobic content or yeah. opinions come up because like, there's a lot of mitigating mm-hmm. factors that really don't reflect her opinions at all. We don't know what her real opinions are because she was saying this won't sell. And she was also saying like, because the, the explicit quote is something about um, lesbian relationships being joyless. And that's a trope of Yuri. At that the time, is actually a trope of Yuri because a lot of the relationships in Yuri at the time ended in death for one of the characters or utter grief Love. for yeah, one of like the you characters. Like you could bury your gays. Yeah. yeah, you could You're have LGBT punished content, for being gay. But you had to be punished. And she was coming at it. Well, that's historically been the case for a lot of uh, a lot of entertainment. And so her objecting to a storyline like that as being loveless makes a lot more sense, or not loveless, joyless, makes a lot more sense when you take it in the context of all of these storylines end in death for some character. There, there like isn't one. That's the acceptable yeah. trope. Is she's that looking at what the death. arc of the story will have to be yeah. if they make them so, like, lesbian like, or something. It just, it breaks my brain when people get all crusty at her for being homophobic because it's, it's not. Or saying she doesn't know her characters. Yeah. That's the Which... other thing. Saying she doesn't know her mm, own characters mm, is mm, like, mm, oh, what, okay, what, wait, what? how far are you guys into the manga? I'm sorry. Um, I think. I mean, we've re- I've read all of it. Okay. Yeah. Alice has read all of it. I've read up to, vol- we haven't done the episode about volume four yet, but I have okay. read it. Okay. So you've gotten far it far enough. What do you think of Toga? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, my answer is kind of complicated. Uh, but that's what we're here for, Alice. Mm-hmm. See? Okay, so I see. Are you guys like Evangelion? Hell oh yeah. my god. So you know the whole like Evangelion time loops thing? Sorry? Okay, have you ever heard of that theory that the various iterations of Evangelion are actually different time loops? Oh, yes, yes, I yes, have. Yes, 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 Isn't yes. there something like that with Utena as well? Yeah, yeah but, I mean, yeah. some people talk about, about it. I've talked about it. And if, I, if yeah. I look at it that way, then I see it as various progressive stages of Toga. So it's easier for me to look at yeah. the Toga and the manga as being sort of a in-between point between movie Toga and um, series Toga. Nice. I could see that. I like that. I could definitely see that. I definitely um, like that. Because he's not I quite say- as selfless as the real Toga yeah. is in the movie the dead one but he's also not yeah. nearly even close to being as bad as the one in the series as yeah series. Totally. Well, i like his pepe sylvia board that he has in his uh fucking room it also yeah. makes that board make sense because if you think of it in time loops the one in the manga is for me is toga figuring out that something about his experience is wrong and he has tr- yeah. figured right out yet. that there is a there is a game being played. There is a pattern being he is an actor yeah. on a stage he did not intend to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um I come at it from a, a little more like based 
like a, a point of view that's based more in our reality, which is that Chio Saito had to fulfill certain expectations with the manga. And Toga at times is written very much like series Toga, uh, like basically a complete asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and then at other times he reverts back to this sugary, sweet, yeah. bishonen stereotype. He suddenly like jammed into that mold yeah. that's expected of the character. And me being somebody who writes and somebody who's fairly creative, I'm looking at that and I'm going, okay, I can see the direction she wanted to go. And then I can see the direction that her editors and publishers made her go in, which mm -hmm. is she probably wanted to go in that the, darker kind of, the, and that's something that's actually supported by after the revolution because she definitely she went, went in a much, much darker direction with Toga. And the other thing she, she always says that Toga is her favorite character. So, and you're like, why if he's just Bishonen in typical trash, exactly. but he's not, he's not. And, and it's like I, scene to scene. Like it's mm -hmm. totally like you see the scenes where she's like, okay, this is the scene where he's going to be Bishonen trash that I have to like appease the masses with. And he mm -hmm. totally does his like Bishonen thing. Yeah. And then like other scenes where he shows up and he's like the biggest asshole. Yeah. Like when he's like boredly telling Sayanji, please don't bang the Rose Bride up. She's mine right now. Yeah. God, your, yeah. your physical abuse is so tedious. Uh-huh. It's really unfortunate, and I wish that maybe that the manga could be redone. I yeah, because, like I love, I love reading the manga because like the art is so gorgeous, like all the way through. Like looking at it is a feast for the eyes, but the story is lacking in a lot of ways because of uh, reasons previously stated. Yeah, and honestly, I think a lot of that was publishers, editors, and trying I have to no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, way more fingers were in that pie versus Ikuhara, who got who to be basically, kind of an yeah, auteur. Like, he got auteur. He did. He got to be like, he I'm making this the way I want, and you can all suck it, whereas Chiyo Saito yeah. never had that option. Chiyo Saito had constant contact with her editors and publishers, whereas Ikuhara was basically like, here, give me money, and they did, and then he did his thing. And then he shat on the leg. <laughs> And that's also a thing that appears in interviews where, like, he made the show and showed it to, like, his, um, the people that gave him money to make it. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And he's like, this is what you paid for. Eat it. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, and that's, like, literally it. Whereas, I gotta respect that. When, I can, too. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, uh, Twin Peaks, like, the latest season uh, of Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. And and Usted has been compared to Twin Peaks a lot. Like yeah, I've actually yeah. Is it time for the firewalking? Shut up. I hate you so much. <laughs> okay. Um the only experience I have with Twin Peaks is reading um uh, I I think it was supposed to be the one girl's diary. They actually Oh yeah. As a book and I read that and my dad was the one who gave it to me and he was like don't try to identify with this person but read this. And I'm like, 12? <laughs> like, that is not the time to be reading Laura Palmer's diary. Parents are trash. Oh. Look, I feel like this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes, you can see why we fixated on this series for 20 years, okay? My, my, my mother watching Hannibal. Hannibal is hot, isn't he? Yes, mom, he sure is. As grown-ass adults, that's where... Yep. 
But he is. He is hot. He is hot. He eats. I'm sorry. He is hot. A mean meal. He's yeah. I would eat his food. I would eat his food. <laughs> I would eat Nakia's food, and there's way more. I know, right? To be seen like, in that. Okay. So I mean, to be fair, the man is able to to do good wine pairing, and that's. Yes, that's respectable. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? It's the plating that really gets me. (laughs) The most ostentatious extra shit. Yeah, I mean, plating with bird skulls. Come on now. Bird skulls and peacock feathers. And oh my God. It's just like, like, ugh. He could be the ugliest neckbeard in history. And I would be like, okay, I'm going to fuck you on the basis of your plating. (laughs) Honestly, I really feel like there are some similarities to be drawn between TV yes. show Hannibal and Akio in sort of their yes. flair for the dramatic. You know why that is? No, no, no. no. You shut know what? It, shut up. You shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about that is, you know, like that whole thing about Hannibal wearing a person suit? Yeah. We've used that multiple times to describe um, Anthe and Toga. Yes. That makes sense. They were- they yeah. wear person suits. Yeah. They do. They do. Akio doesn't wear a person suit. You you know those t-shirts that are printed to look like a tuxedo? Yep. Yeah. That's what Akio's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the equivalent to a person suit that he's wearing. He's wearing a t-shirt person suit. Oh my god, somebody please draw that. That's what I need to see. Yes. Okay, a t-shirt that's the Akio outfit. Yes. I will make that. Don't even look. Okay. I'm actually trying to set up a shop on empty movement where people can submit designs to be on t-shirts and stuff. So maybe that will be in the future sometime. That would be super cool though. Printed shirt Akio. Yeah. Cosplay, yeah. Printed I'm, Akio shirts. I will wear that. Fuck yeah. I have no dignity. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mm. Oh, but like, I don't know. The the reason that Hannibal and Utena have things in common is because um, Brian Fuller decided that Hannibal was going to be played like Satan. Not actually, that was not, an ads that originally decided. Okay, that. maybe he originally decided that, but that was what they ran with was this characterization of Hannibal as Satan. And the whole thing with Akio is that he's pretending to be Satan. He so likes there's this the like, idea that he's Satan. Yeah. There's this like parallel through it of people that are trying to be evil incarnate. So but they're like, just being extra bitches. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because Akio bears no resemblance whatsoever to the biblical Satan. Or like the literary Satan that came after. I know, it's right? It's horseshit. It is horseshit. And, and I'm saying that as a it. big Satan nerd because yes. that too gets her hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, I don't know how 90s everyone here is. Uh-oh. Does everyone remember the devil's advocate? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, I am a winner. Okay, so the devil's advocate is a movie. Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. Playing the yeah. devil. And apparently Keanu Reeves said no to a pile of money for, like, a sequel to Speed because he wanted to play in this movie because he'd get to play next to Al Pacino. Yeah. The Academy Award winning Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, and he plays the devil, and Keanu Reeves is also in the movie. So Keanu Reeves is clearly the one being played. And he's all like, whoa. He's whoa. Yeah. He's like southern accent whoa. Oh my god. But Al Pacino, his old crusty ass, is sauntering around being the devil and just chewing on the scenery. Well, what is left of it after he's done chewing on it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the hottest thing ever. Me at at 
that was like more like 13 or 14. Yeah. That's me at like 25. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd probably watch that now and be like, I'd, I'd hit it. <laughs> Yeah, I, sure. You watched it last year and we're like that. I remember I that. Hey, the mind is its own place. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I agree. You know, we've talked a, a lot about what you find hot and we don't talk at all about what I find Toga. Hot. Done. Um, Done. No, because Done. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what I find hot. Your 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 taste is mutable. It is. It's very changeable and it's really dependent on who is... You're less of a meme personality. Yeah. You're whoever dominates the room. Yeah. Which is generally the same character I like, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Yep. No, it's just, it's just very strange. I felt, I felt I needed to comment on that because you're talking about your taste all the time. Yeah. And there's a reason that that ties into Akio. Like, you basically sense your, your. I I was born to, oh God. (laughs) God, <laughs> kill me! Isn't that terrible? I should just die in ten fires. Yes, yes. That's okay. <laughs> what a lovely Aww. thing to say about your wife. Hey! Oh God, we just talk nonstop. We're we're old married. Yeah. Like we've been married for over a decade. Look, we spent ten years in a long distance relationship, basically with chat as our only way yeah. to communicate. So we told each other everything everything <laughs> and so we we just have no shame or secrets that's and now. that's actually also like that was a big thing with um the forum in yeah. its heyday and this is actually i guess worth worth saying as well because it, for a period of time the forum was the central source of yes. like utina fandom and it was the central location for it before yes. twitter and before tumblr and all of those things and for many years, it was a central source. And it was also, we really made a huge effort to make it friendly to all kinds of people. Yes. IFD, which had originally been meant to be like yeah, this okay. trolly, nasty. Wait a, second. Wait a second. IFD is in flagrant delicto. And okay. what that is, is a secret forum that once you're a member, you can see it. But if you're not a member, you can't see you it. You can't see it. It was like the private forum. Yeah, it was a private forum okay. for members only. It was supposed to be for complete trash, like pictures of Akio getting yeah. fucked in and the ass by like demons and shit like whatever. that. Or what we ended up using it for was actually a lot of discussions about sexuality. And there were people that would say like post pictures of themselves cross-dressing or something like that in that forum because that was the only way that they had to express that. And there were people that would come on and ask about sex toys because there was no information otherwise. Like there was a lot of the sites that exist now that tell you about sexuality. Weren't there at the time. Weren't there. So So it became kind of like this meeting place for a lot of LG. And there were a lot of trans people. A lot of trans people. A lot of trans people. And I think actually in retrospect, um, so just quick aside, I used to weigh like a super, super lot. I lost weight and I lost a whole person. I lost a whole person and I had the skin carved off. Like I had the plastic surgery to cut the excess skin off. And I posted this, like I documented everything about this. I posted naked pictures. I posted, you know, how this was done, why this was Mm -hmm. done, what it cost, all this information. And in retrospect, um, a lot of the feedback I got was from people that were trans and learned a lot about that kind of extremely invasive thorough surgery through me. 
and got more comfortable with it based yeah. on the information I provided, which yeah. hadn't been my goal, but it was kind of now That's in retrospect, no, it should have like been in obvious. Retrospe- yeah, absolutely. It should have been obvious. But like a lot of LGBT people ended up congregating on our forum, even when they weren't the hugest Utna fans. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of crazy because like, that's sort of, um, Alice is actually about to have to leave here in a minute, but we'll probably keep talking because I feel like you guys could literally <laughs> talk until the night ends. But, um, oh, yeah. like, Oops, which I say as a compliment because I, I am adoring this with Same. my entire heart. But well, maybe we can do another, another mm-hmm. recording. Alice has also gone through uh, a gender journey over the course of us doing this podcast about Revolutionary Girl Utsuna. And I just think it's so fascinating the way that this anime can sort of bring people together even oh, though it's absolutely. so like absolutely most of most of my friends my friends who are trans or gender non-conforming um like everybody knows it's not it, it is very much a part of the fabric of how did you end up here for a lot of people yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's i don't know utina is such a transformative kind of work like transformative no 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 i'm not i'm not trying to pun but it is like i've seen no i was making the pun (laughs) (laughs) but like i've seen people say that they interpret utina as a trans girl and um one of the people Mm. on the discord is very vocal right now about being a trans girl and how that's affected her and how that's really influenced her in her own development as a person and that's fucking awesome like yeah we're planning on having a uh, a special episode where we talk about like utna and gender and stuff and we have a uh, a non-binary listener who's gonna come on to talk about that and oh, we're really excited about it as you say that and i'm imagining like like atomic bomb clouds <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like utna as a gender performative or not performative as the case may be like anime is so it's so out there, but Can that's you, the, but but that's the thing that allows people to yeah. connect with it. Yeah, like, I think yeah, it's the reason is that it's so beyond what most people experience as um, gender performance, and so then that's it, wild. It throws to me into because... sharp relief the the roles that we're expected to play to yeah. be a certain gender. And yeah, it's like I can see how it's very appealing to. LGBT slash quilt bag slash trans. Yeah, I love. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I love quilt bag. I like quilt bag yeah. too, but it, this is the first time that I've heard it in a really long yeah. time. So I was really excited I when it. I heard you say it. I love it. it because it's like it's like envisions this patchwork bag that just contains everything very comfortably. It's, it's very comfortable. Yeah, quilt bags are often very well loved. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I so that. All right, um, Alice needs to go. Alice, where can the people find Sorry, you? Sorry, guys, Twitter? I'm actually using a friend's space for my Wi-Fi died horribly. Um, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Wi-Fi is trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys can find me at uh, at Lyrewolf L Y R E W L F. Please record the rest of this because I really want to listen. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I'm sorry, we probably totally trashed your stream. Here. Yeah. Well, I mean. This is probably going to be split up into a couple of parts anyway. I don't even know. I don't so, know. Oh, I'm definitely going to split this into two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, we could probably talk for another two and a half hours at least. Yeah. At least. Okay. Alice, feel free to take your leave. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank I'll see you, you guys later.